This is Matt Brown, and you're listening to Just a Good Conversation. My guest today is Robert Husky. We met over 10 years ago when he was a student at Cal State Fullerton. My purpose of having him on today is to talk about work relationships and building them. Robert did a great job of building a relationship with me, but has paid off for both of us over the years. From mentoring to work relationships to work partnerships, we talk about it all and more. I'm Matt Brown, host of Just a Good Conversation. Take a listen to our archives. I've had such guests who have won the Oscar, been awarded the Silver Star, and producer-director Phil Thurman. Yeah, I feel like I have a bunch of voices in my head. No, <laughs> <laughs> no but I just, I feel like I could come out and do any character. I could, I've always been a good mimic. That's one thing that my mom couldn't do that I could I could always mimic anybody if I was around you long enough I could do your voice I could I could get your yeah. mannerisms uh-huh. down so I, I have a I like people watching and it's not making fun of people because I think that's mean if I'm playing with you and I, I, I it means I like you and if I can mimic you it's because I like you there's something about you yeah. that, that I'm attracted to and I'm mimicking that go to justagoodconversation.com for all our archives Let's take a quick break for our sponsor before diving into my conversation with Robert Husky. Robert, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you doing, Matt? This is great. Yeah, I, I love the studio space. This is uh, pretty nice. I think I'm out of here in like in a week. Okay. To it's... another place. It'd be my fifth studio in three years. But I like the studio inside the studio. The studio in the studio, yeah. yes. It's, uh, it's, it's, I need to build my second story onto my garage so I can have an actual podcast studio. Good luck with the permits on that. It's actually available now. Really? Because Brown okayed the add-on to a second livable home. I forgot. There's some ADU. ADU, yes. Thank you. In the back. Okay. So when I wanted to add on in 06, couldn't do it. Now everybody and their mothers in the neighborhood's like, yep, we're adding on and making two grand a month in rent. Yep. Yeah. But you're going to make two grand on a podcast instead? No, but it will then become a larger office space. (laughs) So for tax reasons, hopefully my man, Art Felix, can help me out, my tax guy, and we'll figure it out. Maybe I'll make $2,000 a month in the podcast. No, never. Not right now. No, you got to get those sponsors, (laughs) you know? I'm trying. Bass Pro Shop, come on, let's get together. We're working something out. I brought you in because I wanted to talk relationships. We, I have, I have been getting, I told you earlier, like I've been getting DM'd and emailed and text messages from this younger generation that does not know how to create and build working relationships. Their idea of uh, a relationship is literally DMing you on Instagram. And that's like their first 
step to like being a buddy, being a pal. Yeah, I mean, that's how you do it nowadays. That's how you, you meet girls. That's how you, you know, get into colleges, apparently. Do not swipe right for Matt Brown. <laughs> Actually call the man. Yeah. So I, I was like, okay, I'm bringing in Robert because you did it right. You were due diligent about every time you saw me when you were at Cal State Fullerton to make the honest approach of reaching out and seeing like what I was doing. Do you need help? You know, I'm just going to stand over here and oddly watch you because this is like real photography happening in front of me. Yeah. And so what was your mindset early on into like, was it, were you looking at it as I want to start a relationship or I want to see what you're doing in the business or how, what was your mindset? Well, okay. So I'm just gonna give a little bit of backstory. Give backstory. Is this was at, Cal State Fullerton. So I had transferred in from ELAC before. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do like two or two to three years here at Fullerton. I was really into photography. I mean, I am because I'm right. a photographer, but like you were like the first person I saw like doing sports photography and like getting paid and doing it and had like the 600 lens. And so when I showed up, I was like, oh man, like I want to be that guy. Like, how is he doing this? You know, like right. getting paid, making great work. Uh, I was working at the school newspaper at the time. So like, that's how I got access. I had my like the 70, daily two, yep. Daily Titan had my 7,200 and I was like, that's all I could afford at the time. Right. And making do trying to get like soccer images with the 7,200 is kind of difficult sometimes. Um, and so I pretty much just saw you and I was like, okay, cool. Like, Hey, you know, what's this guy doing here? How's he here all the time? And so my approach was like, I want to be this guy. Like, how is he doing it? And then from there, I was pretty shy. Like, I feel like I, <laughs> right. you know, cause you're what, like, I was like a 20, 20 year old kid, 21 year old kid. And this guy's like, I, after I figured out who you were, I Googled you and just like saw the website like, oh shit, this guy, <laughs> this guy's no, no slacker, you know? And then you just, you have to get over that bridge of like, all right, like, talk to people, you know, like, it's not that difficult. What's the worst he's going to say? Like, no, Hey, don't talk to me. Right. Like, Leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, cool. I'll talk to you. But there's a door there. You got to open up. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something like my, my dad is like great at. He's like, he'll talk to anybody. My grandpa will talk to anybody. And it's just like, I struggle with that. Cause I think they were always talking to everybody. So like, you know, I got to like right. jump into it, but you just got to get over that fear. Cause like, if you don't, the answer is already no. You know, so then Absolutely. if you approach somebody like, oh, hey, you're kind of a nice person. Like, don't approach when, you know, peak action is going on. Right. But get there early, show up, just kind of just like wander around like, oh, hey, like introduce us. I'm Robert. Like, how are you doing? Oh, I'm Matt. Cool. Nice to meet you. Right. It's not rocket science, but for the love of God, it's a people have a very difficult time developing working relationships, whether it's with other photographers, with editors, uh, an art director, a creative director. And I don't believe it's the way of going about DMing somebody. You should still, like if somebody writes me a letter, an email, or makes a phone call, I am more apt to picking that phone call up or responding to that email. If you DM me and call me Matt and you don't know me, like you're already got to check. Like, I, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, it, it's the, well, one, you're a little bit more old school. So right. like, and I am, you know, and so that's part of knowing who you're approaching or who like your audience is. Right. You know, if it's some other whiz kid millennial, like, okay, maybe DM works, but you're, you got to think like if this is somebody that's doing this professionally and you want to 
kind of pick their brain. There's probably hundreds of other people that want to pick their brain as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they're probably busy because they're working. So like a DM's not going to let you stand out or you're just another DM in some on, you know, unfiltered list of 20 messages. Right. You know, and it, and it's easy. I think my generation like has gotten used to hiding behind a phone. Like it's just easy because like, oh, okay. It allows you to be slower in replying. Like if I send out a message and you reply back, I could pretend not to see it and like think of the perfect thing, quote unquote, to say back or like, right. respond. Where if you're talking to somebody in person, you know, they're reading your body language or you're reading their body language. And it's just like, oh, I got to be a real human here and, sure. and react <laughs> uh, accordingly. You know? I got to be a person. Yeah. How do I do this? What do I do with my hands? Oh, yeah. You shake them. You put them out and shake it. Like, not, not anymore, though. It's oh, weird. No. It's, a, it's a weird uh, dynamic. Jesus now. Christ! Come on, shake a man's hands. I, I'm all for it, but like, it's you got to feel the people out, right? You know? I understand. You got to do the elbow bump now, <laughs> or you know, just, that's not awkward. Yeah, that's yeah. Or well, nothing like hitting funny bones. <laughs> it's just more awkward now. Just like the like, hey, I would normally shake your hand, but like. Do uh, I? Yeah. You know, are yeah. you vaccinated or are not? Are you have one shot too? How yeah. old are you? Have you washed your hands? Yeah. <laughs> what am I going into? The, okay, so let's say at your time when you were there, you did it right. Josh did it right, right? He worked with us when we were at the Angels. Like there's a way to approach people, like especially when, when I was doing the Academy workshop, there's, you could always see immediately the people that, are a little more outgoing. They'll approach you. They'll ask for stuff. I'll review everybody's website or portfolio because that's you know what we're there for, and that's what younger photographers or creators need. But I think it's getting lost. Like since and I said this to you before we started, like since you've left, I've had not one photographer from the Daily Titan walk up and approach me with the same vigor that you did. Like, what are you doing? Why are you hanging that remote? What do you, why do you do this and why do you do that? Instead of it's just, hi Matt, and that's it. Yeah. Like, I'm not walking around with a big, like, don't talk to me kind of thing. I'm Christ, I've been to the game two hours before it even started hanging up remotes and I've probably got the habit, you know, French fries in my hand because I'm waiting for the game to start. It's an, what is it that you, when you're working with clients right now as a younger photographer that helps you build relationships? I think you have to just, it's, you have to look at it as like, it's not a one-way street and it's not instant gratification. You know, like, um, it took time. Like I was saying earlier, like I was super shy. And like, so the first time I saw you at Fullerton, I'm sure I was like, oh, like, right. who's this person? But then you, like you, what was nice about that setup and what made it easy is that I was there with a press pass, like shooting all the sports I could. And anytime you were there, I was like, cool. I'm like a more familiar face. Right. You know? And so I wasn't the first time like, Hey Matt, like can I borrow 600? Sure. You know? It's like, no, Hey, like, Hey, how you doing Matt? Like, and then you slowly just kind of like, Hey, I'm going to hang out here. Cause I want to see what you're looking at. And then when there's the actions on the other side of the field, like, Hey, so why are you sitting here? Like, why are you at midfield? And then it's like, Oh, then you start like a little small conversation. Right. Being friendly. Yeah. And just realizing that like, I would, I think realizing that people would much rather help people that are friendly or friends than just random strangers. Sure. You know, and like, once again, it just takes time, you know. I'm going to help out any student. Yeah. We've all been there. I'll help you out. But, I'll correct you. <laughs> but I think you have to be open to that, like to the criticism. And then you have to 
put yourself in situations to like capitalize on opportunities. You know, because how many times were there when I asked you like, hey, you need help, can I carry this? Like, why are you doing this? Like, hey, if you ever need help on anything carrying sandbags, like, I don't care, let me know. And then I remember I was working this summer camp gig where I was like taking photos of the people in the camp and sending them out to like their parents. Right, 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 um, right. Okay, yes. And then, I, you know, I'm always bugging like, hey, do you need help? You need help? And then you got a volleyball shoot. Um, for Mizuno. Yeah, yep. for, for Mizuno. And you hit me up and you're like, hey, like I need work this upcoming Wednesday. And I was like, yeah, like instantly like, yeah, I'll be there. What time? <laughs> what do you need me to be there? You know, do you need me to bring sand? Like whatever, you know? And so then that next morning I talked to my boss and I was like, Hey, like, I can't be here on Wednesday. He's like, oh, well, you know, like, you need to do your jobs. Like, look, I'll get everything done Monday, Tuesday. Like, I cannot be here this Wednesday. And he's like, well, you know, I was like, look, like, I'm not going to be here. Like, <laughs> I'm just telling you, like, I've been working to get this yes message. Like, I need someone to help. Um, and he's like, oh, you sure? And, like, that takes a lot of confidence to, hey, I'm going to put myself on the line here. I might not have the summer gig, but in the long run, like working with Matt is going to pay off 20 times better, just an experience. Right. You know? And I think he kind of like respected that. And plus was at the realization like, Oh, this dude's going to quit if I don't, or he's not going to be here. So, right. Um, so you have to be able to like jump and capitalize on those opportunities. Um, and then when you're there, like I, I just, re- it's funny, like things that you remember um, <laughs> is you're shooting something and there's like this trash can in the background and uh, you're like, oh, this trash can's kind of in the way. I was like, oh, I'll go move it. And like running down the beach, I was like, oh, this is a bad idea. Like I'm not in that good of shape to run <laughs> one lifeguard pier down to like to go get it. But then I, you know, I moved it out and just came back. And you're like, oh, cool, thanks. And I was like, cool, like I worked right. Hard. Like, yes, call me again. You know, <laughs> um, that's right. That was when uh, who I forgot who we were shooting, but Sean was with us, and we yep. built a giant scrim. Covered yeah. the whole court. And yeah, and then we had those huge reflectors that were like, took two people to hold. Yeah. I had never been on a shoot like that ever. And like, you know, because I was like, oh, this is what a professional shoot looks like. This is, this is cool. You this know? is, it was April Ross. <laughs> yeah. I think that's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. That, so that's the kind of relationship building that can generate long term work gratification relationships because through that the relate our relationship grew from young mentor to when the opportunity arose for the internship at the register or at the angels right i had you and then when the opportunity for the editor seat came available you were there and so like those are how those working relationships work if you would have come to me from the very beginning and said i want to be the shooter I'd have been like, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Not happening. You got to take those steps in the relationship. Yeah. I mean, it, it happens with like anything. Like even before I knew you, there was, I was on Craigslist, like trying to get just, I had no idea what I was doing. Like I had a camera, I'm just fresh out of high school and like, I just want to shoot. Like I know I want to be a photographer. So I was on Craigslist looking to like add assistance to like for modeling shoots or whatever. And there's this guy I'll just Arthur and like I learned a lot of like what not to do to be a photographer but like it paid to not get paid um at 18 and like just carry gear down a freaking side of a beach mountain and like stand in the water and hold reflectors because at first I was like the sea person I was like the last 
person like, oh yeah, we got a little bit of extra money. And then it was like, oh, this guy's really reliable. So then like I get the first phone call of like, hey, I have this shoot, are you available this day? And I think it takes time to like realize like, yeah, be the backup person. Like that's totally cool with being the person when they can't get the A guy. Yeah, and boom, fill in, take the spot. And like, yeah, I could be there, work twice as hard and right. keep that mentality because then you will become the A person, you know? Because uh, I'm sure I wasn't like the first this person ever to assist you or want to assist you. No, but you developed your skills. Yeah, exactly. And like learn and also be quiet, like watch, observe, you know, and then ask questions later. You know, like if someone asks you to do something, do it. And then like, hey, why did I do X, Y, Z? Don't be like, wait, why am I doing this? Like, okay, cool. Like you have years of knowledge on me. Sure. Whatever it's twisting the slight this way. I'm sure there's a reason for it. Right. You know, I think developing the skills thing is a lost aspect on the younger generation trying to develop relationships because they just want to be the A guy immediately. No, it's, it's not going to happen. <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. Like Nike's not going to call you just because you, you know, you look cool. It's yeah. not going to work that way. You got to be able to produce and there's got to be a relationship. You got to mm. either know that creative director, that art director, that creative director that only works for their track division because that's what, you know, how it works. Yeah. It's all broken up in the little teeny pieces. And those relationships only come from producing good work, being a good person, and then reaching out to them. It's very rare that they come find you. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it like never happens. Right. There's know? too many needles in that haystack to come just magically find you. Yeah. Oh, we stumbled upon you on Instagram. We think your work's great. And we want you to work with us, you know, six shoots a year at a hundred grand a piece. Can you do it? Yeah. No. <laughs> I want eight. I want eight <laughs> shoots a year. Yeah, I, I just, I think it goes back to kind of that instant gratification. And then also, I don't know, like I have this philosophy of like, you aren't unique, you aren't special. Like everyone thinks they are, and you are to some certain extent. I'm not mm -hmm. trying to cut anybody down. But like, if you look at yourself as you're not, and you have to just outwork people and like out help people, you know, like that's what's going to push it to the next level, you know? If you suddenly end up at the Super Bowl and like you think you're going to be the great, get the cover for Sports Illustrated, like you're not because you haven't worked high school games thinking it's the Super Bowl, you know, like having that mindset. Like right. there's something to say about like grinding your way up rather than just like landing at the magical top. You know? How important is it asking questions? I think, I mean, that's like the most important thing because there's knowledge that you learn from like doing things yourself and then there's knowledge from like seeing other people do things and there's knowledge from like talking to people, you know, because you could put a fake scenario into something and just like, Hey, so if, you know, the sunlight was like at high noon, like how would you kind of make a good portrait out of that? Like you're stuck at this time and you could just pick someone's brain at a car ride, you know, like right. there's times when we driving to spring training, we're just like, <laughs> you got hours in the car and it's like capitalize on that time. Like at one time with a, uh, McDonough, we went, <laughs> Uh, I have no idea how it goes back to making connections is like through you then through Jordan and like all, all these people like John needed an assistant and like I was the B guy and I was like okay cool like dude uh, I, I, I felt like I was a superstar because I was assisting Sports Illustrated right you know and we went to Arizona to shoot some basketball player and the car ride there from I drove from LA to McDonough's in like San Diego area okay Carlsbad yeah to then Arizona like I don't, Arizona, not Arizona State, but Arizona, whatever, wherever they're located. Okay. Was it Tucson or Arizona State? It's 
Arizona. Arizona the, yeah, Tucson. Oh, yeah, Tucson. Yeah. And that whole car ride, there was no radio on. And I, like, I thought that was the weirdest thing. But, like, we just talked and talked and talked. And I was like, hey, so, like, what's kind of your weirdest shoot? Or, like, what's going on? And just, like, random stories going down the line. And I was Five like, hours with John. Yeah, and like that's priceless. Like, you know how much people would pay for that knowledge, you know, or that skill set of just to have that time. And so capitalizing on downtime and like asking, asking questions that either you have um, for people or just like making up scenarios that potentially are going to happen. Because everyone's going to have a noon, two o'clock in the afternoon portrait at some point, you know, and you got to know how to work it, right. work with it. That five hours with John, it was like a semester of knowledge. Yeah. And then I had five hours back. Right. But I mean, you could ask him all the questions that your professor, whoever it was, didn't know because John's a working 40, 50 year at the highest level professional. Yeah. He could tell you what he did last week and he could tell you what he did 40 years ago and you just go, Oh wow. Yeah. How do I get there? Yeah. And, and that's the thing is like, it's real life experience. You know, like there's, there's stuff you learn technically or technicals in the classroom, but the people that are out there doing it every day are like, are going to tell you a different story, you know, because they're living it. Like they know that <clears throat> they know the situations when your battery's dying or your gears messing up. Like, how do you fix this? You know? And like, ideally you don't want to hit that situation and have zero clue. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like everyone has a plan until you get punched in the face. Like, how do you react when you get punched in the face? If I could learn from somebody that's been punched in the face multiple times before, hey, how's this going to feel? Like how I'm going like, to react, you right. know? Like that will help prepare you for when that situation inevitably comes up. Right. Because you'd rather have John tell you, oh, um, so when the 400 goes down or the strobes go out, this is what you do or this is what I did. Yeah. And you're like, okay. That gives me an idea because I wasn't even close to it. I wasn't thinking that at all. I was going to cry and, and yeah. ball up like an infant and just sit there and hope that no one would notice. Well, that's what, well, that's what uh, I remember some great conversations at Angels over like those horrible lunches is that like, <laughs> with Sullivan, he was like, yeah, that's why I always keep a tripod in my car because like if the strobes go down or whatever, like I could always put it on like a tripod, put it at a 50th of a second and then have my assistant fire it, like fire, fire at the right. same time. And you, you could make it work, you know, mm -hmm. but like, if you don't have that tripod, then you're stuck with whatever natural dark room or light that you have. Right. I was like, Oh, like, all right, I'm going to write that down in my memory bank. Yeah. You know, always have a tripod. Yeah. Doesn't take up that much space. Always have a tripod and always be listening. <laughs> <laughs> Words to learn by. You should have that on a shirt. You know? Yeah. <laughs> when, when, as our relationship unfolded, did you notice like your growth, like from the time from Fullerton to Anaheim? And as that ended, like, did you feel like you could feel a shift in a relationship where now you're feeling like, okay, we're, we're working together. I, I understand how this relationship goes. Cause I think a lot of times people don't feel comfortable in relationships. Like yeah. they don't want to like offend somebody or say something that might bother somebody. And you're not trying to be negative, but you're saying like, Hey, you know, you could have done this better. You could have done that. You could have done this. Like yeah. at some point you couldn't have said that to me when we were at Fullerton. Yeah. I mean, I, right. There, yeah. Cause there's no basis for it. Right. You know? Um, yeah, definitely. Cause at first at Fullerton, I was just like some kid and I was like, I want like in my head, I'm like, I want Matt's job. Like I just want to do what he does. Right. And then I, at the internship, I was like just getting my work torn apart every day and like, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, you gotta do this. And then 
when I got hired like to work as the editor, like you're like, all right, like, hey, like this is your job. Like I am not teaching you. Um, like you have responsibilities. Like you need, and you, it was great because you, you pretty much laid out for me. Like you need to tell me like, hey, this angle is working. We have photos of this person. We don't have photos of this person. We need more vertical. We need more horizontal. Like you're my eyes and I need to trust you to like get the photos that I'm capturing and put them in a workable gallery to tell a story. And you're like, trust me, like, I'm going to work with you. And like, I'm still going to give you grief on like stuff. Right. But like, this is your job. And you made that, I think you made it very clear that like, you have trust in me. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, first of all, whoa, like, <laughs> dope. Like, this, this is so cool. But then you also were like, hey man, like, how's it feel to be in the captain's chair? Like, you have this responsibility. And at first it was kind of like weird and like, hey Matt, like, I think we kind of need something like this. And like, first time I did that, I'm like, oh God, like, you know, and then you're just like, okay, cool. Like we can do it. And then like, oh, hey, we need some more photos of this person. It's like, and then it just becomes regular. But like, there definitely was a transition, but you just, you got to jump the paradigm. I think that's the best working relationships when both sides understand you're going in the same direction. Yeah. Like I want to make great pictures and I can't make them unless you, Robert, communicate with me what I'm doing right and wrong. And if you're sitting there blowing smoke off your you know, assistant or your friend's butt in this relationship going, yeah, everything you do is great. Well, that doesn't help either party. Yeah. I I think that's huge. I think a lot of times uh, early in relationships or when you have someone much older dealing with a younger person, photographer, creator in any way, they don't hold that understanding of like, I'm trying to help you. Even though what I'm saying, I'm tearing apart your work, I'm trying to help you. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to have your work. And what you're doing torn apart. If it's done proper. I mean, you don't want to just browbeat somebody. But to sit there and constantly, because I remember those times when you were the intern, getting on the situation of like, no, it has to be better, has to be better, has to be better. And watching by the time you got to June, not making the mistakes you were making in March. Yeah. Like, and I think that knowing that like you're always honest of like you're not sure coding things. You're like, no, dude, this isn't good enough. Like you got to understand, like this is going to a client that pays million dollar sponsorship or whatever. Like this shot needs to be perfect. You know, like you don't have a style, like your style is get it right. You know? And it's like, okay, cool. So then I know that like whatever Matt's saying is the truth, you know, like he's not going to sure code things. So then when you do like, good job, I'm like, Oh, good. Woo, like, yeah, all right. Like, I'm, I'm getting it. Like, I'm feeling it. Um, and then also another thing is, like, I think that internship, I was only supposed to be there, like, three hours at a time. Mm-hmm. And I was there, like, all, like, till the game ended, till, like, everyone went home. Because it's like, why wouldn't I be? Like, it goes back to life experience. Like, yeah, I'm in class credit or internship or whatever, but these eight hours of, of a long baseball game and a long day of like knowing what goes on beforehand and afterhand, like all the kind of unspoken things of just seeing how you interact with players and like, yeah, of course I'm going to help you move all these chairs out of the way for this Mike Trout portrait session that it's been the third day that we've had to remove these chairs because it keeps getting shifted around. <laughs> That's right. Um, you know, but like, I'm not going to complain about that because it's like, dude, it's a privilege to be in a situation. Right. And then you take that over to when I was an editor and we're like, doing a a night game getting out there like out of because of course it's going to go a three and a half hour game the next day you have the 5k marathon you know and then you have a game afterwards and it's like and you're like hey man how you feeling you look like you're spinning a little bit (laughs) i got some bags on your eyes like yeah like 
but cool. I know you're like, you're in the grind with me, you know? So there was that. Um, I think being that, a great listener mm-hmm. in a relationship also helps. Yeah. I, that was because I would, I, I still do this and you, you're, you're trying to listen to like how you or Josh or anybody you work with at the time, um, how they're perceiving stuff and, and listening to them, what they want, what they need. I think in, in any kind of working relationship, you've got to be on that side of just shutting your mouth and turning your ears on Yeah, and listening. Yeah. Especially when you're young, like no one cares, like when you're first starting out or looking for mentorship or like in kind of like a new job where someone's taking you on, like you, they've been there longer. If they've been there longer than you, like they know the culture, they know the workplace, like kind of just absorb all that stuff in and see how people interact with each other. Because like no one wants to hear like, um, to me, like when I was there, no one wants to hear this young kid and be like, oh yeah, we got to change the lineup. Like, no, like no one's going to listen to you. Right. But if you listen to how people interact with, like you as a photographer, how you're interacting with the coaches and the players and like earning their trust, you know, like I'm not going to come in and be on the field and they're going to know who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just some intern that gets the, the handshake photo. Right. You know, but like after a while, like you start like, oh, like if I treat them like a normal human being and not a superstar, you know, like, Hey, they'll give me a nod or like a smile. Like, cool. Like now I'm not just this intern with the camera. Like I'm part of the organization, small relationships being built that way. Yeah. And it takes long periods of time, you know, and the tricky part though, is that like that trust could be broken instantly and you could never get it back. And that's with like shooting any portraits and like working with mentors, you know, if you freaking backstab them or like if you, just do something inappropriate after years of work. It's like, how can I trust you again? You know, right. like, why am I going to keep you on? So it's like, like you're shooting a ton of weddings now or as many as you can. Yeah. Weddings are probably the most difficult. You're, you, you meet them for an engagement shoot or you meet them just to get the job. Then yeah. you get an engagement shoot. Then you got to shoot a wedding. Yeah. You're trying to build a relationship in the shortest amount of time to shoot. What is quite possibly the most intimate moment of two people's lives. Yeah. Like, how are you getting better doing that from your first wedding as the A guy to the last one you did? Yeah. um, I mean, first, first of all, like, I think the first couple of times, like, not that I I blew it, but I didn't think of it that way. Like, because to me, it was just kind of like another, like, cool job, you know, like work, like I need work. And then realizing like, oh, these people are in a lot of stress and like there's a lot of things going on like wedding days you know like how can I kind of you know bring this stress level down a little bit because the first couple times I was like oh yeah like I just show up that day you know at the wedding and you know like just make pictures yeah it's gonna make it work you know and then now it's like no like hey let's meet beforehand ideally like I want to book you for the engagement shoot that way like you get comfortable with me with the camera I could see how comfortable you are like with PDA, you know, like, are, are you comfortable kissing? Are you comfortable doing a dip? Or do you just want to like hold hands? Like, and, right. how, and how comfortable are you with me giving directions? You know, you just want to see their bodies too. Exactly. Are you tall? Are you thin? Are you like, what's the shapes? Like it's all these things. Granted, it's to your advantage because you're trying to create something, but you need to start that relationship. Exactly. And just see, and like, and then that will give me a little bit of a feeling of, okay, like, are they a little bit mellow? Like, do they just like totally have faith in me? Are they like high strong? Are they looking at their hair all the time? Like what kind of things could I potentially see coming into the wedding day? Cute. Clue. Clues. Exactly. That I could be prepared for. Um, and then thankfully like Blanc and my wife helps me out with with being my assistant. So it's like, okay, like we'll sit and kind of talk and be like, Hey, we think 
you know, this kind of, they're not too comfortable with, you know, kissing. So it's like, okay, like, let's kind of plan around that. Like, so we don't like, hey, why don't you do this? And ask them to do something uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because the worst thing you could say is like, oh, just act natural. Like, when you're in front of a camera, like, act natural. Like, what what does that mean? (laughs) Yeah. You know? Um, Good luck. So it's moved on from just like, let's just show up wedding day to like, let's meet um, at a coffee shop. Let's ideally let me get you your engagement photos and then let's meet probably one more time before the wedding if there's any last details we could change uh if not we could just zoom you know and just like i just want to talk touch bases and like reassure you like everything's gonna be great you know and then make like even if your camera's like on fire like no no no, everything's fine everything's under control because like for them (laughs) the last thing they want to worry about is their their photos not you know coming out or whatever because they got 20 million other things that they got to worry about right they got a florist and a caterer and their mother-in-law and the late brother and the drunk uncle exactly they don't need you i've also gotten better at wrangling people of like how to uh yes make sure you know for family photos like how to make sure people are in the right places or just having a list like before like oh i could kind of already figure it out like nope let's have a list have a checklist have a pen mark everybody off know who everybody is exactly who's your uncle who's your aunt who's important where's grandparents yeah the whole thing yeah and that all comes down to making that relationship which at that point is a working relationship easier yeah and also like um a great saying is um under undersell over deliver over yep and you know, like if I say I'm going to have the images to you in two, three weeks, like I want to have it to you in a week and a half because how I always tell people like, how pumped are you when your Amazon package comes in the day early? You know, but if it's a day late, you're like, what the hell, man? Yeah, like, you're sitting there checking shipping. <laughs> yeah, Where is it? <laughs> exactly. And then also now like we do kind of previews, same day, like at night previews, if it's like a relatively local wedding, just give them like four or five images that they could share like on their social media. And like, that makes all the difference. They're like, oh my God, this is great. Because it leaves like them. Cause now by this time, like they're off out of like the whole scenario of a wedding event. And just right. you're like your first hours of a married couple. And you're like, oh, we get these great photos or they wake up to them. And you're just like, oh yeah, this was great. This is a great moment. Oh my God. And it's just like, it leaves like a good impression. You know, and those are the finishing touches that come with time. You know, like it's not going to happen your first wedding, but like you just slowly learn like, oh, this worked. This kind of didn't work. This juice is worth the squeeze. This isn't. How many you, know. you got now in your, under your belt? I don't know. Uh, Two dozen? Dozen? Oh yeah. Over, over that. Definitely. Like I'd say like probably closer to 40. What's the biggest thing you've learned in like the last 20? Because the first one to 20 is a huge jump and 20 to 40. Yeah. Is there, did you feel there's a relationship jump and like just how you work with the couple? Yeah. Or even in the cell yeah, of that I, relationship? I think I've become more confident in my work and knowing like the camera and the situation kind of the back of my hand. Uh, I'm a huge over-preparer. Like, so I've learned that like, I would much rather be show up to the event or where I'm going to be half an hour early and not stress about like, oh my God, like we're going to show up right on time. Because then I'm thinking about like, oh, is there going to be traffic? And like my headspace just changes. Like to me, it's all about just being calm and like be there early, you know, don't knock on the door an hour early, but like, right. okay, cool. Like I'll do a walk around, you know, make sure everything's okay. If I can before scout the location as much as possible, see where the sun's going to be. Like I do all this prep work now. Now, do you discuss that with them beforehand? Like in you're sitting there going, what do you want? Cause that's part of the relationship building of like, what do you want from this wedding? What can I offer? 
And you, do, you, do you, how do you sit down and go over those kind of things with them? Yeah. I think I've gotten better at asking questions. Like okay. at first I thought it was like kind of weird to like, how comfortable are you with like PDA? Like, I think that like, right. that's kind of a weird question, but after like a cup of coffee and you're just kind of like, Hey, so how comfortable are you with me posing? And you know, like, are you guys kind of giggly or are you more like right. stoic? And they're going to give you kind of like a half baked answer because right, nobody wants to honestly tell you that I'm absolutely embarrassed touching him exactly in front of the camera. Exactly. But you get a feel for like how that person is, you know, and just asking those questions I've gotten more comfortable with because at first I was just like, Oh God, Oh God, Oh God, like sign the contract or like, I just want to like, <laughs> because you're, you're, trajectory in photography changes. Sure. You know, at first it's just like, Oh God, like I, I need to eat, you know, or, or whatever. And now it's like, I've learned, like I'd much rather work with people that want to work with me because they like my work or they like my style or they like who I am as a person rather than like, Oh yeah, I'm just like the cheapest bid or whatever. Right. You know, again, that's right back to the relationship. You want to work with good people. Yeah. And now what's kind of been cool is like we've, Blanc and I have shot in a couple weddings and now people have had kids. So like we've done like a pregnant, some pregnancy shoots or like family photos and just like, yeah, like it, it, it's cool seeing the family grow. Right. You know? And then also from like a business point of view, it's like, it's always easier to have repeat customers, you know, rather than like trying to find like new families to do shoots for, you know, like I'm not saying I want to do their, their next wedding. Right. You know, cause like, I don't but they might divorced. have a sister or a brother. Exactly. A cousin. Yeah. They saw you do great work and have a wonderful relationship with the bride or the bridesmaid or mother-in-law. And then they're like, you know, we're going to hire them. Yeah. Um, one thing of like relationship changing is, I used to do like quinceañeras like okay. when I first started. Like I was like, cause that was kind of the market. I was like 18 to 20. And like some of my friends, like little sisters or whatever mm -hmm. have quinceañeras. And like at that time I was still young enough to kind of be one of them. You know, like I could kind of, I wasn't super old. Right. Like I was only like 19, but then I did a quinceañera like a couple years ago and I was like, Oh, you guys are like way different, you know, <laughs> like, it's just different. Like right. you guys are way different. And then I was like, Oh yeah. Like I'm an old person to them now. Like, oh yeah. You know? So it was different mentality shooting them because it's like, Oh, I'm not like your friend. Like, Oh, cool. It's like, Oh no. Like I'm just some weird. Now dude. you're a man, an old man. Exactly. Right. And so that, that was a reality check of like, okay, I just, I need to shift my perspective on how, how to interact with these 15, 16 year old kids. Right. How you handle them. Yeah. Yeah. That relationship now has changed from your two or three years removed to now you're old enough to be like a parent and you're like, Oh boy. Yeah. This got awkward. Exactly. And it, and it did like, I remember like the first hour of that, I was like, Oh, like this is like, it's just different. Like what's their what's going vibe on? towards you was different. Yeah. You know, like you walk into the room and it's just like, Uncle. everyone like, looks up from their phones and you're like, Oh, I was like, Oh, okay. Like I'm going to have to approach this differently, you know? And it, like it worked out. Like I, I figured out what the, the difference was and, or, how to approach it differently and got great stuff. Right. But it was just a reality check of like, Oh yeah. Like I age too, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. The whole, the whole process, the whole process in the relationship changes from my last wedding was a couple, couple years ago. And the way I dealt with the bride and groom totally different than the way I did with bride and groom 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Now it's, it's so much easier it's like 
you have so many layers under your belt. All the things I can get from a bride and groom now, I could not get 30 years ago to get them to be as comfortable as quickly, make them, you know, literally do what I want. At some points, I'm sure you've done this. You're like, just please put your arm around her or do this or do that. And you can't get them there. Just as a subject, you're dragging them and they just can't get there. You get enough under your belt and you can manipulate that situation in their favor because in the end you're trying to make photos for them Yeah, and you can get that. Yeah. I think one thing I've gotten better at is like getting natural smiles and laughs, like Mm -hmm. going to like, it, it may sound dumb, but like dumb dad jokes, like the lamest jokes get the best cracks and smiles. Right. And then you like try to get them to chip, chip in and shooting through the shot and just like that I've gotten way better at than the first couple first few dozen right because they all understand those jokes because their fathers told them yeah so they understand that silly dad joke and it like it breaks the awkwardness with like just other awkwardness yep you know so it's like oh like cool yeah though this is awkward or this is fun like you have to feel the person out but if they're feeling awkward like i don't know i'll just throw some more awkward onto it but it's my awkwardness and i'll take it like oh like hey what can i say that's my favorite joke you know (laughs) like um but it and then it's like oh okay like cool this person is you have to, like they relate to you and you have to relate to them, you know, and just, it helps you get better photos. Do you have advice and you're still very early in your career, but on those relationships for now that photographer who's in your shoes, eight years behind you, 10 years behind you doing weddings. Do you have advice for them on uh, doing weddings uh, just, or making yeah. that relationship in that wedding easier? Right. Um, if, they, if you can jump, if you can jump them 12, 15 weddings ahead. Yeah. I would say shoot. <laughs> this is going to sound really kind of morbid, but like photograph second weddings. Like if you can, you have friends and like their parents are like divorced and they're getting remarried or whatever, because there's so much less pressure or like not huge extravagant events because, and then just get kind of that under your belt. Like the first couple of weddings I shot were receptions at city hall like rec centers right you know where there's like it's brick wall and there's like one wall that's decorated and like it forces you to make this work like how do i find the great two or three shots rather than making a whole gallery and it kind of forces you to like approach it differently and having that less pressure i think allows you to kind of like breathe easier because day of like if you're going to this wedding where they rented out some newport you know huge hotel Mm -hmm. and like they spent 50 grand like there's pressure that you're going to feel and that you're going to want to deliver and if you're not ready for that absolutely like if you're in over your head and you're thinking about like oh god oh god oh god oh god like they're going to feed off of that you know or they're going to sense it um but yeah just i mean start small like quinceañeras are great because it's like mini weddings but mm-hmm. there's not as much press, right. pressure like those were like the first five or six seven ones that i shot and it's just like oh cool like you kind of get into the rhythm of like oh okay like i understand kind of the flow of things like every casino is different and unique but they're all the same right you know and then it's like you jump to a wedding and it's it's very similar you know and it's just like going you, from the minors to the majors right oh absolutely like at your wedding mm-hmm. i didn't shoot it but I made the relationship at the wedding where I felt now I can go over and do a portrait of your grandparents and I can get them to do whatever I want because I've always been a believer at a wedding. You go out and find 
grandma and grandpa, the great grandma and grandpa, the great aunt and uncle, if you can make a, re- a relationship, a quick connection with them, everything else is butter because every bride and groom wants a picture with their grandparents there. Cause again, not to sound morbid, like you said, you don't know how long grandma and grandpa are going to be at the wedding. So you want pictures with them. Yeah. You want to, you want to find those special moments. If you can get in with the monarch of the family or the great grandpa who's, you know, hanging on by a thread. All he wants to do is dance with his great granddaughter. Like you're in like Flynn at a wedding. Yeah. Like just in. <laughs> it's funny. Cause like a week later, later I went to go visit my grandparents and they were like, Oh, like your, your photographer friend, Matt, like he was so great. Like, when's he going to come hang out? I'm like, <laughs> like Oh, not, Hey, how's the first week of marriage? Like, how's everything going? Like, how's, Dad, your how's apartment? my new bride? Yeah. Do you have furniture yet? No. Like, how's your friend, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> that's the end. Yeah. That's the, that's the relationship building. Yeah. That's, that's all you do. All I had heard about is these, these two wonderful people that lived in Whittier. You were always, God love you after every game or homestand, you were going and hanging up Christmas lights or doing something for grandma and grandpa or playing the piano or moving something. I was like, really? I basically know everybody else at this wedding, but I need to meet these two people. Yeah. I need to meet them and boom, we got a connection. Yeah. It's, but that's what you need to find at weddings or, or relationships in general, connections with people. Yeah. And then you've got, you've got something, you've got a hook. Yeah. Also like finding out who the bride or groom's like go-to person is, you know, like either the bridesmaid or their mother-in-law, like who is the person that when something's going wrong, they're going to come and talk to because you, you will get a lot of information out of that person without having to kind of put the bride or groom under like more stress. Right. And just, you know, it's talking through a back channel. <laughs> yeah. Now work relationships. This is another thing that photographers should be much better at creators in general, right? Cause your wife's a graphic artist, you know, Mike Greenlee and my, our friend is he's a graphic artist. They've got connections through their branch of the tree of creators. Mm-hmm. I can't do a job on su- Sunday. I call you. I can't do, uh, another, another event. I call you because you've created relationships with people that you can trust and call, yeah. right? That's something you kind of want in a Rolodex of like, I've got a relationship with this person. I can trust that they can create the work and they're not going to reflect bad on me that I gave so-and-so this name. And it's like, oh, you don't show up. You're half drunk. You don't produce the images. Like you name it. Like yeah. we got friends we know like, oh boy. Yeah. It's, I mean, if someone puts their, their neck out there for you, like, dude, you better be there early. You better look professional. You better treat that like it's a diamond because... Play the part. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like, it's... First of all, your friend's putting your, your neck out for you. And, like, it's some weird way. Like, we're kind of competitors, you know, because you're competing for the same work. So, mm-hmm. like, that's an extra add-on to that. But, yeah, like, it's... It's a gem, you know, and you should treat your friends better than your clients, you know. Um, And it's weird because now I'm at this stage where, like, I'm trying to do that as well. Because, like, at first you're the B guy or you're the person that, like, hey, I can't cover this, but, like, I've earned the trust to cover something. But, like, now when I can't cover something because I'm booked, I'm, like, I have my, like, two or three people that, like, I try to give work to. And it doesn't always happen because... I'm trying to get as much work as possible, sure. you know, but like I've, be- I've become conscious of that, of like, Hey, it's not a one way street. Like, how do I kind of like either give back to you or like the group or like the, the tribe of photographers, because you can't just always be taking stuff in. 
Um, but it takes time, you know, like it takes time to build that trust. There's people that like I haven't worked with in a long time, but like I try to get lunch with them like every quarter or like just coffee and just catch up and just like, right. Hey man, like how are you doing as a human? You know, like it's, it's not always about business. Like eventually like we talk photography, we talk shop, but it's like, yo, how's life like treating you? You know, I haven't talked to you in half a year. That's right. new, you know? And like go, going and doing that and spending that two hours, three hours of like over coffee or lunch is like more valuable than just like, Hey man, do you have work? You have work? Like, dude, no one's going to give work to someone that's not a friend or just always looking for work. It's like, no, like if, trust me, if, if I have extra work that I can't take, I have a list of who I'm going to give it to. Right. You know, like, but if you're just checking in on me as a human and then like my B guy, I can't do it. All right, dude, here, you're my C guy. Don't screw it up. I'm sticking my neck out for you. Like if you want to take it, take it, you know, or I'm never calling you again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't imagine like not being early or on time for somebody that like handed me a client or a, a job. Right. It's, it's like, dude, you're not only reflecting bad on yourself, like, and you're never going to get that job again, but like this person could potentially never get, never get that job again. Right. You know? Well, it's, it's interesting because if you look at how, like in this relationship that you and I have, it started, it's, it started from, you know, kind badgering mentorship to, you know, a boss employee stuff. So it's like where we're at now, where we have a working relationship with, with our new client. Yeah. You want to name that new client? If you want to, you can. No, Let's you go. go right ahead. Oh, uh, so yeah. It's so, your first big baby. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing work together for uh, UCI Athletics. Uh, zot, zot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're going to get your Fullerton's cut, your uh, alumni dues pulled. <laughs> uh, I don't pay them. <laughs> no, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it goes back to, like, building trust. You know, it's been, like, a decade of kind of working together and seeing that I don't complain about stuff. Um, first of all, and then like, I love your mindset of how you work. Like you, you're like, no, like we're gonna grind this out. We're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. Like just work, 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 work. Um, always get better shots. And it's like, I thrive off of that. Like that energy, right. like, cool, I reciprocate that. And like, let's, let's do it. Um, to, yeah, now it's like, okay, cool. Like, hey, can you cover this? Can you cover that? And like, I mean, I always trust that you're going to get images. I feel like you trust that I'm going to get images. Right. So like at this point in your career, yes, I absolutely trust you. <laughs> <laughs> well, early on, I wasn't a superstar. Right? Well, well, no, now you are. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say that. I, I get yeah. the job done. I work hard. You know. Always improvement. Yeah. I want to be better. We always want to get better. Exactly. I am not satisfied. Yeah. Especially right now. Like, well, a little side note, because all the COVID stuff, it's like, we can't get access to stuff and we're like super far back and we're limited on shooting Talk angles. about being rusty by what our first assignment oh. was February. Yeah. And we hadn't shot in almost a six year, six months, yeah. Yeah, seven months. And it's like, Oh man, Ooh, this 400s moving left around <laughs> a lot quicker than I remember. You know? Well, I know it was two years of, of uh, back and forth. And when I, I made the proposal, I was definitely going to reach out to you and make this thing happen. Cause I was like, we're going to, we're going to make this, thing awesome or we're going to kick ass and I don't know, maybe flip the industry on its ear like we did once before. <laughs> I just thought like, yeah, I mean, if you, it's relationship building, there's only certain people like for something like this, it becomes very intimate. Like when we worked at the angels, we spent as much time with each other than with anybody else. My God. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I might've slept next to my wife, but I 
didn't talk to her for those eight hours. I was, you know, you and I were from 10 in the morning till midnight and poor Josh got thrown in there as well. I mean, those are the kind of jobs where you have to have a relationship with a person and have absolute like intimate work trust. And that's a weird phrase, but that's really what it is. Yeah. Cause you're, you're trusting that you're going to produce, create, and you're going to keep this work relationship going in the right direction. Yeah. The last thing we want is like just to fall apart and be like, oh, nice try there. <laughs> yeah. We're like, oh damn, I got to go into the office and work with this yeah. a-hole. Yeah. Like, no, like it, and it goes back to just being a good person and like, and, and to listening and taking advice and improving, you know, like if, cause if you think you know it all, like, and someone's kind of mentoring you, like, why are they mentoring you? Like if, why are they taking that chance or why are they putting time out of their time and energy away from what else they could be doing, you know? And yeah, it's just, I mean, those car rides to, um, spring training, always a blast. And just the amount of energy I remember, like you're always like, Oh, let's go try North. Let's go try these restaurants. Like all this stuff. And we're out there two weeks. I'm like, dude, I just need a pizza night. Or like, <laughs> I just like, I can't, I don't know how you have this energy all the time of like, we're working all day. And you're like, Oh, okay. We did, I did take you to a bunch of different restaurants though. Yeah. And it's great. But I was like, dude, like we I just went need- to hockey games. <laughs> we went to basketball. Yeah. I remember at, we went to a hockey game and it was like Phoenix versus somebody. And I was like, all right, who's going to win? I was like, oh, like, I think Phoenix. And they're like, oh no, dude, they're going to get smashed. And then they got smashed. I'm like, how do you know these things? And it just goes back to years oh, on the then, planet. And then we ran into uh, one of the Cal State Fullerton baseball players was there. Relationship building. Justin was there. Yeah. yeah. He saw a photo I post on Instagram. I find him in the stands. Relationship building. Yeah. Taking that, I think taking a small time out of your day and making, like when someone reaches out, you know, and like taking that time, it go and treating them as a human, not just like some baseball dude or like, right. It's like, Oh man, like cool. Matt's cool. Robert's cool. Cause like, it's not all about the stats or the game or whatever. It's no. just like with my Fullerton guys, I mean, over 20 years, I, I have three children, but I've, I feel like I've had 3000 kids. Like I can, you know, I can, any one of those guys can call up or gals and, and I can have a, a talk or a conversation or a coffee. I'm always trying to keep up with what they're doing, whether they're in the pros like Thomas Eshelman or like next week, I'm going to have Jenny Topping on the podcast, who's a former softball player, who's the best softball player. Want to catch up, want to get to know. Like, it's funny how being a team photographer gives you this like weird and you do this at you know Cal State LA yeah. right like they become your kids this relationship you build with them yeah it's it's, it's like nothing else it, it's really cool um at Cal State LA is like because they're division two like there's some there's a different vibe oh different between vibe. yes division one division two and it's like some of these kids were like freshmen when I like I first started and then like sophomore seniors and like and you know, COVID kind of blew everything up, but it was like seeing the progression of like trust, like, Hey, what's up Husky? Like, how you doing? Like, you know, like, Hey, all right, I'm going to score, you know, like make sure you get my good side. Yeah. And right. I'm just like, yo, make sure to, to, to celebrate towards the camera, you know, like you got to help me out too a little bit. Got to make you a star. You got to come to me. Yeah. But like just learning like one, that building trust takes time because like the first time they're in front of the camera, they're kind of like, Oh, like you sure? Like it's, it's just basic headshots and they're all shy until now. All right, man. Like what, what do we got portraits this year? Like what, what do we got going on? You know? And like they come in pumped and it's like, cool. Like that trust over that last season carrying over has, is going to create greater images without me even having to do anything. Now you know? here's the weird thing. When you start shooting their quinceaneras and their weddings. Yeah. That's, <laughs> 
That, right. that would be a, a that's total brain. The relationship building. Yeah. I've shot, I don't know, three dozen weddings from Cal State Fullerton, engagement photos, babies. I don't think I've done a quinceanera, but I've done something else, whether it's a boat christening or whatever. But yeah, yeah they, those, those are the relationships. Yeah, it, it's cool because like even now, um, some of the guys that have graduated or like are kind of in limbo, like they'll right. post like photos that they have. And they're like, just yesterday, this guy's like, oh, like Robert Husky, like always has the angles, you know? I'm like, hey man, like, how's life, dude? Like, what's, you know, I haven't heard from you. Like, what's going on? He's like, oh, nothing, just kind of chilling, you know? And just like, it's just, oh yeah, you're a human too, you know? Like, what's going on? Um, and just taking that time, because yeah, I'm not even thinking about like weddings and stuff. <laughs> that, that, that would be weird. I would feel so old. Um, but it's just, it'll happen. Yeah. It'll happen. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it, it just goes back to like people skills and like, that's when it's okay to DM people and be like, Hey man, like how's life? I haven't talked right. to you in, in a while. You're not kind of some complete stranger that I want, you know, your job or like can I borrow the six? It's like, no, like dude, uh, you know, you doing all right. You know, thanks for posting my photo. Thanks for tagging me. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, but that's nice of you. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I think it's okay to kind of just do small check-ins on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. That's all you want, right? That's the relationship building full circle is just start, start the relationship, treat it right, give it nutrients, water, connect, make those connections, and then something will grow from it. Yeah. But if you immediately think I want a goddamn redwood tree out of this thing, not going to happen. No, man, just shut up, be patient, listen, ask dumb questions, you know, <laughs> and badger, like, Badger, yes. badger politely. Badger politely. And you were very good at badgering politely. Yeah. I tell people that. It's like there's a difference between like being an absolute pain in the ass and then just badgering enough to make sure that I knew you were there. Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, and like show up early to like learn how someone's putting in a remote or why they're there. Because if you're bothering somebody like during game time or action, like it's hard to multitask, you know? But right. And that's real work time too. Exactly. Unless it's baseball, you could chat in between innings. Yeah. During a basketball game, it's kind of hard for me to explain to me the theory of why I'm shooting this way. Yeah, exactly. And just, yeah, badger, badger politely and be there early and just always offer a hand. And when you're, when you're given the opportunity, freaking grab onto that thing and like <laughs> work hard and never let go. <laughs> and move that trash can. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what, where are you finding more, more of your work? On your website or your wedding website? Uh, wedding website. All right. Know. What's the wedding website? Uh, it's Husky Weddings, H-U-S-K-E-Y. With an E. Yeah. Um, or you can find us on Instagram at Husky Weddings, uh, once again with an E. Okay. Uh, and yeah, like if you're getting married, engagements, we do special events, anything, um, give us a shout out because my wife and I are a great team. How many you got now? What do you think? Under 50? Uh, weddings? Yeah. Yeah. Slightly under 50, but other events, I'd say we're over 50. Yeah. The weddings, the weddings, the more weddings you do, man, it's a, it's an unbelievable thing. You, not, nothing will fool you at some point. Like there'll be a number you'll be like, ah, okay. I understand. It's raining. This is what we're going to do. The sun, it's too hot. Kenny and I did a wedding one time. It was 121 degrees Oof. in Palm Springs. Oof. Just couldn't shoot outside. And that was just the way it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> Not until, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, man. That was, what do you do? Right? I mean, yeah. and we were more worried about making sure we were staying hydrated, getting from one part of the resort to the other. And it was just brutal. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. That's, oof. 
Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. <laughs> Get your feet figured out, and you're like, okay. So just kept packing down Snickers bars of water. Well, if I ever have that situation come up, I'll, I'll make, if I see that the temperature is going to rise, I'm like, hey, Matt, so uh, you got any insight on Snickers and water? <laughs> Stretch, too. Because you don't want to cramp up. Oof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At one point, Kenny like thought his hamstring was going to pop off because it was like, just, he was dehydrating. He needed a trainer. He needed one of those guys <laughs> like lay him down and start stretching the calf. The massage gun? Yeah. Pre-massage gun. Nobody had one of those then. Robert, thank you for dropping by and let's talk in relationships because I think that is a huge thing that hopefully somebody hears this and understands like badgering is good. Questions are good. Being humble is good. You know, and maybe on the other end, some photographer older accepts the badgering, the questions and helps somebody out. Yeah, definitely. Because that's, you know, the, as you know, community is very small. And all we're trying to do is make it better so when uh, we're old and gray, or older, that the people don't screw it up on the back end and yeah. sell the farm. Yeah. Life's a circle. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Look at us. We're, we're working together in another university. Crazy. Craziness. All right. You're the best. Thanks yeah. for stopping by. Uh, anytime, Matt. Thank you for listening to my conversation with Robert. Please click the like button. Also subscribe as well. You can find all of our shows on the website, justagoodconversation.com.